Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, it's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. Um, all this week, it's really been about market jitters as we count down to the FOMC meeting conclusion tomorrow, Ryan. Mm, bracing of what's to come. I think that's what markets have been trying to position themselves around. And in most cases, selling and asking questions later. So that is seeing the 10-year U.S. Treasury yield jumping to an 11-year high overnight to 3.48%. At the same time, you have observations on the business landscape where there is a mood of caution. Mm. Uh, job cuts uh, in the tech sector because questions of, so how far can the tech yeah. sector go? If you pick out the Straits Times or the Business Times, you would see headlines like Shopee leaving Spain, laying off teams in Southeast Asia, Crypto.com cutting 260 jobs, Coinbase laying off 18% of its workforce, even Tesla's in the news is Singapore country manager being laid off as part of global job cuts. Elon Musk talking about a potential recession coming. Mm. So is it a sign of more to come and what's that? All that mean for investors. Let's check in with Abhilash Narayan. He's the senior investment strategist for Standard Chartered Private Bank. Abhilash, good morning. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, let's dive into the picture for job cuts first. And we've been seeing a lot of headlines building up. Is this a sign, you think, of further spending cuts by businesses? What does this mean for businesses and the economy? Well, if you take a step back and, and just look away from the recent announcements by a few companies, we think that the US job market is very, very robust right now. Now, if you look at the latest non-farm payrolls, they were well above market expectations. And for the last three months, uh, job increases have averaged over 400,000 uh, jobs per month in the U.S. You look at the unemployment rate, that's at 3.6%. Average hourly earnings are up at around 5.2% uh, this year. So we think that overall the U.S. job market is quite strong. Yes, we have seen job cuts in a few tech companies. And when we think about these companies, you know, a lot of these companies are young companies that grew very, very quickly in the last few years. Some of them, you know, trying to benefit from some of the pandemic-related trends, work-from-home trends. But now as, you know, financial conditions tighten, as economies reopen, some of these companies have to tighten their belts. But we should not miss the bigger picture that, you know, the job market is fairly robust. We've mm. seen a very strong hiring in the leisure, hospitality, business services, and even healthcare segment in, in U.S. So, yes, job creation will slow down from the post-pandemic recovery trend. And there will be certain industries that, that have to readjust. But for now, we think the job market remains fairly robust. Yeah, it looks like some recalibration of expectations, especially from investors, get these startups for returns in the coming years. If you look at the state of markets right now, Abhilash, it looks like we are still looking at jitters as we see investors continuing to sell off. In fact, some compare the current market conditions as being in a fragile state and even comparing it to the days before the Lehman crisis. How bad is it, Abhilash, when you look at what clients are doing and you know, asking you questions? Well, uh, it is quite challenging market times right now. But we've seen all kind of comparisons in the last few months. We've seen comparisons in 1970s and 80s when inflation was very high. We've seen comparisons with Lehman. And what we've seen in the past few months is, is very rare, to be honest. So S&P 500 today is in a bear market territory. Mm. And when we look at uh, financial market history over the last 50, 60 years, there has been only one instance when a bear market was not swiftly followed by a recession. Right. However, when we think about the economy today, the job market is robust. The growth in U.S. is expected to be above trend in 2022. And yes, the Fed has started tightening rates. But, you know, let's not lose sight of the fact that 
as of today the rates are just 1% they may raise they may rise to 1.5 1.75% later today but rates are still fairly low and balance sheet production has just recently started so you know obviously equity markets will remain choppy till we see signs of inflation peaking out which could take 2 to 3 months and you know that's why we think that right now where we have more conviction today is you know in income oriented investment approach investors invest in dividend stocks mm-hmm. which are more resilient to higher inflation as well as corporate bonds their yields are looking more attractive and Abhilash, if we look at what's been priced in much earlier in the month, we were looking at 50 basis points. And then we got a round of inflation data last Friday, worse than expected, hotter than expected. And then last night, we had 10.8% for the producer price index. Are you yourself you know, inching towards 75? Well, clearly, uh, the market expectations have been revised very, very quickly. So, you know, it's, it's a near certainty that uh, markets have priced in a 75 basis point rate hike uh, later tonight. But, you know, Fed is in a tough spot. It has to raise interest rates to fight inflation, but also it needs to ensure that it does not dampen the growth so much that it pushes the U.S. economy into a recession. So Fed essentially has to spread a needle. Now, in addition to the you know rate hike uh, announcement uh, tonight, I would be watching two other things very closely. Mm. The first is a dot plot, which is a projection of how Fed sees itself hiking rates in futures, as well as the revised economic projections. So, you know, markets expect Fed to reduce growth and increase inflation forecasts, but the magnitude of these changes would be very, very closely watched. And the second thing to watch would be Fed Chair Powell's press conference. So, if in the press conference he focuses solely on curbing inflation, then that would be viewed as negative by the markets and we could see another leg lower in equity markets. But if Fed Chair Powell tries to take a more balanced approach between curbing inflation and, you know, managing growth risk, then that could be viewed as positively by the markets and we may see markets jump higher. And one more thing to watch, I think, will be the Japanese yen as we see investors try to figure out how much stronger the greenback can get. Already overnight, we saw it break above 135 for the dollar yen cross. What's your expectations? Uh, it's now at a 24-year low. Well, yeah, I mean, yen has been the worst performing G10 currency this year, weakening by you know almost 15%. Now, if you think about the weakness in yen and the 24-year low that we've seen that you mentioned, you know, from a fundamental perspective, the drivers are well known. Uh, we know that Fed is hiking interest rates. Bank of Japan is still very accommodative as it tries to get inflation to stabilize above 2%. And then Japan has been hit by, you know, weakening terms of trade because it's a large importer of oil. And unless we see these drivers reverse, uh, we think that the core dollar-yen uptrend is likely to continue. And we think that the next resistance is 137.5. That being said, in a rare joint statement last Friday, mm-hmm. uh, we saw Bank of Japan, Ministry of Finance and Financial Stability Authority express concern with yen plunge, promised a response in line with the and that has raised the expectation of currency intervention. Now, a currency intervention is unlikely to last long, but given how stretched the positioning is in, in yen, we could see a very sharp snapback should that happen. So we think that from a fundamental perspective, drivers are pointing to one direction, technicals are pointing towards other. So that the risk reward is, is not very attractive. So for us, we prefer to take a bullish stance on commodity currencies where we think that there's a very, very strong argument for the upside. Yeah, balancing act for the BOJ. Weaker yen, sometimes good for exporters and to help with inflation, but will not be good for businesses setting up shop in Japan. Something to look out for in the coming days. Mitchell uh, Abhilash Narayan, he is the Senior Investment Strategist for Senate Chartered Private Bank. Abhilash, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.